Hi there, I'm Jim. And I'm Claire. Let's talk teaching. Welcome to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology here at Illinois State University. I'm Jim G. Joining me today is Dr. Claire LaMonica, our director here at CTLT. Hi, Claire. Hi, Jim. So today we are continuing a discussion we began a couple weeks ago, which we're kind of putting under the umbrella of teaching in times of crisis. Last time we talked about national crisis or, or kind of big crisis that affects the entire community and how do you deal with that. Today we're talking about something a little smaller and maybe a little less easy to define. I, I think so. I, I think today what we want to focus on is um, a crisis that might affect your class directly. So for example, your students lose a classmate. You lose a student. Mm-hmm. From time to time, you may lose a colleague. Your students lose an instructor. And someone has to go into that classroom and follow that. Right. So, you know, deal with right. the, deal with the aftermath of that. Right. So this kind of thing that can catch you unawares, mm-hmm. but it's not outside the bounds of possibility that it might happen. Because, in fact, it does happen. Sure. If not every year, then sure. many years. So, again, the scale of what we're talking about today is kind of working within that community of learners uh, yes. that you've hopefully built. What What are some of the things that we can translate from what we talked about when we're dealing with big events that also apply in dealing in crisis in this sort of smaller setting? That's a great question. Um, I think the the biggest message um, is take care of yourself. Uh-huh. You know, and we and we talked about that a little bit last time. Uh-huh. and. I do want to mention it again because it's, you know, it's like when you're on an airplane and they say, you know, if the if the cabin suddenly loses pressure, the air masks are going to drop down and you should put on yours before you start helping the other people around you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's basically that rule of take care of yourself first. So mm-hmm. in either situation, I think you want to be a little attuned to how you're dealing with this and what it's realistic to expect of yourself in uh, helping your students deal with it, mm-hmm. so that's probably the that's probably the main thing. And and I think um, similar to what we talked about last time. Last time we talked about how there were three sort of major modes of response yeah, um, along a continuum, you know, right? Sort of along yeah. a continuum. You know yeah. that there's the stoic response, which is mm-hmm. is just a an acknowledgement that this event has happened. And an explanation of why you're going to move on with mm-hmm. the course. Right. Um, there's a what was that word that we used? Oh, uh, an empathic, empathic right. an empathic yeah. response, yeah. which is sort of helping students process and yourself probably. Mm-hmm. Um, all of you sort of going through the process of dealing with this emotionally together and and helping each other through it. And then there was this integrative response, which was actually integrating the event into the course content or integrating it with the course content. Right. And so any of those, again, might be appropriate in this case. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, once again, the big thing to remember is that students aren't going to care so much what you do or how you do it as that you do something. So even that recognition that the event has taken place and moving on is preferable to just moving on and and not saying or doing anything. Right. So I presume that if a student in my course dies, mm-hmm. 
someone's going to tell me that. Yeah, that wasn't actually always the case, but yeah. it is the it is the case now. Okay. And um, you know, because we're always living and learning, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what will what happens now is that you will be contacted by mm-hmm. um, the critical incident response team here on campus. Okay. So somebody is going to probably by email. Somebody is going to mm-hmm. notify you that um, a student who's enrolled in one of your courses has has died. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're we're kind of. Uh, our examples are focusing on on that kind of tragedy, but I mean, it could also be a student who's been in a serious accident. I know that yes. we've had, yes. you know, the it last few years, a, a couple of years ago, we had we had students who were in a, a really bad car crash uh, on campus. It doesn't have to be a death. So, as people are listening to this today, um, keep in mind that there are other things. We're kind of talking about the extreme example, right? Because I think it's the one in some ways that we dread the most as teachers to have to deal with. But there are other going to be other situations that probably fall under. Crisis. Sorry, I'm using air quotes on a podcast. <laughs> crisis um, yeah. that are not that are not necessarily uh, dealing with mortality. Yes, thank you for that. That's um, very true. But you know that also leads to that sort of discomfort with that uh, the whole idea. Um, when we were talking about this in preparation for doing our first podcast on this subject, mm-hmm. um, you had mentioned that uh, a few years ago, before I got here here at CTLT, we used to do a workshop, and it had a great title. The first part was was um, but I'm not a counselor. Exclamation mark. Yeah, I had an exclamation mark, right? But I'm not a counselor. And I think that really does sum up that sentiment. So It does. Once you recognize that there is a crisis that yeah. needs to be dealt with, what what do you do? You may you may not feel at all prepared to deal with this. You may actually be dealing with pretty some pretty complex emotions yourself. Sure. Um, you know, losing a student is, um, a, I think... A particularly traumatic event in right. the life of in the life of an instructor. Right. I think you need to be aware of of your limitations and understand that no, you're not a counselor. You probably have not been trained in dealing with the kind of emotion that this is going to elicit in yourself and and certainly in your students who may not um, have experienced this kind of crisis in the past. You know, they're younger, so they you know some of them will have, but some of them may not have had. Mm-hmm. They may have had fairly safe lives. So I think it's really important to remember that, no, you're not a counselor and you don't have to be. Nobody expects you to be. Mm -hmm. So in this case, particularly, um, it's okay to actually call the dean of students office or to call student counseling services and ask to have someone come to your class. Okay. And that's okay. You can even ask for help in breaking the news to your students. Mm. Um, so the students aren't going to receive an official notification right. like like you do. Right. Um, so you may, in fact, be the one charged with breaking the news um, if you feel that's appropriate. You know, and you have to decide if it's – I mean, you know, if it's – if you have a large lecture class where there are 300 students mm-hmm. – um, and one of them has been in an accident, been injured, you know, even been killed. You know, you're going to have to take the context into account. Right. The students who sit right around that student might know him or her or, yeah. you know, they might be friends. Um, but the the class as a whole may not even be aware of this person. So, uh, you know, you need to know. I mean, you kind of right. have to know your class. You know whether mm-hmm. students know each other in your class or not. And sometimes in large classes they do and sometimes they don't. Sometimes in small classes they do and sometimes they don't. But in any case, ask for help. Yeah, and I think it would be good not knowing what the reactions are going to be in some cases, not knowing maybe exactly how well they might know each other. Although I will say in this day and age, I always suspect students are going to know that before I do because they're so connected 
through you social know, they media. May, they may very well have. They may already know. But, but they I may guess come to class now. But I guess we can't assume that. Yeah. Uh, we can't bank on that. We can't. Yeah. We can't rely on that. So if you felt like in normal circumstances it would be appropriate to to notify them or to be the, that point of you know to address it. And as we said, it's right. important to at least address it in some way when you're dealing with this sort of stuff. When you co- talk to the to the dean of students' office and or the uh, student counseling services, and someone comes in. And then you move on and, you, you know, you, you refer, you say if you need further to talk to someone further, here's this. What are the other, what are the other ramifications though for the rest of the, of the semester? What are the other ramifications in the class? What do you have to keep in mind? Well, I think we all generally try to sort of keep our fingers on the pulse of a class, but, but it might be particularly important to do that because everybody responds to grief differently. So, mm-hmm. Um, some students may not be, you know, maybe they didn't know that other student well. Maybe they feel like, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't know him well. Um, I can move on. And then weeks later might be sort of a hit with the, um, mm-hmm. the sort of import of this. So I think keeping, you know, keeping your, your finger on the pulse of the class, um, remembering that one natural um, outcome of grief grief is um, an inability to concentrate very well. Mm -hmm. So um, particularly in the immediate aftermath, people may have trouble sort of processing your content. Mm -hmm. Um, But that might reoccur at various times during the semester too. I mean, it it, it might sort of pop up later when Mm -hmm. you think, you know, that everybody's moved on. So there's that. I mean, I think you want to watch how students are doing sort of emotionally, watch how they're doing in terms of their learning. and, you know, the same thing for you. Watch how you're doing. And, and see, maybe even talk to the students about what they need. What yeah. do they need? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a really good suggestion because, because sometimes I think we assume, you know, we're not mind readers. Right. And um, even though you may be relatively close in age to your students or like me, maybe not. <laughs> You know, you're, you're not going to, you're not part of, you're part of a community, but not every community that they're part of. Right. Um, and, and so they may be dealing with things differently. So I think that, that that's actually a great suggestion. You know, I, years ago when I was working with the writing programs, I had a, a, a pretty young instructor come to my office and, and say that he had lost a student over the weekend and um, he was distraught and mm-hmm. um, I was upset for him, uh, but I had no idea what to do. And, yeah. you know, and, and he was really searching to, to figure out what to do. And I finally just said, I said, you know, what, how can I help? Is there anything I can do? And he said, yeah, you can get us out of that room. Oh. He said, I just don't think we can go back. He said, we were there today and nobody wanted to sit in that seat. Nobody's ever going to want to sit in that seat. Yeah. And we don't want to look at it either. Yeah. And so, you know, I said, hey, that can be done. And then, you know, that actually turned out to be a pretty easy process. The mm-hmm. person who taught in the room next door was willing to trade classrooms. So it was right. no big deal. But um, it might be something like that. You just don't know what yeah. people are going to want or need. So it, so it also says to me that one of the other things that it's important to do as a faculty member is not only have that conversation with your students, but maybe go have that conversation with, with your department chair or with Absolutely. Uh, a, a colleague in the department who maybe has experienced this before, you know, and not that people advertise that necessarily, but, but your department chair is... experienced colleague. Yes, exactly, um, is going to know, know what to do and, and to kind of work it from that that angle as well. Well, and your chair will know what resources are available to you. Sure. So we talked about the fact that, you know, student counseling services is there for students. Right. There are also, um, there is assistance available for uh, 
for instructors as well through so um uh, it's called the Employee Assistance Program. Oh, right. And yeah. and you can uh, you qualify for some free uh, counseling mm-hmm. if you just need somebody to sort of process this with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's available to you. You know, you or your students are always welcome to call PATH, mm-hmm. um, which is the the local helpline. So you know, yeah, don't hesitate. But it doesn't even have to be anything that formal, as you just said. It it could be just asking your department chair or asking the person who. Who, who has the office next door or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, if it's a major, if it's, if it's a student in a major class, your colleagues are likely dealing with the same issue. That's a good point, so, too. So, right. you know, yeah. this, this, yeah. It, this could very well be a shared student, mm-hmm. and um, any number of you mm-hmm. might have had that student in your class. If you don't right now, you know, you might have had in the past. So um, that might be an opportunity for sort of a collegial conversation with others who may be asking the same questions. Right. So, you know, I look back on my experience as a teacher, both here at Illinois State and at another institution, and I have never had, you know, mercifully, I've never had to go through that experience of, of dealing with a death of a student, for example. And really, um, I've had some students who were, who were very ill, uh, they didn't want to make a big deal out of it, and it certainly right. wasn't life threatening or anything like that. I've had students get in car accidents and stuff like that. Sometimes with the with the university car, that was yeah. always interesting. <laughs> That's a different kind of crisis. Yeah. That's a different show. But so you know, I I find myself sitting here putting myself into a lot of what if situations. You talked about a, a younger faculty member who came to you who was part of the writing program. Have you had to deal with the loss of a student or? Not during the semester I was teaching. Yeah. I, I, you know, um, uh, both when I was a high school teacher and teaching here at Illinois State, I've lost students who were in my class the previous semester or the, or yeah. the previous year, but um, or students with whom I'd had other interactions, you know, in uh, co-curricular ways. But um, I've never actually lost a student during the semester. Mm-hmm. Uh, knock on wood, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, when we're talking about crisis, like we said, we're not just talking about the death of a student or even illness or anything like that. Are there other examples that you can think of that maybe we need to address in some way? Uh, well, I, I did lose a I did lose a, a very dear colleague in the English department a number of years ago, right. and um, that was sort of a department wide, you know, bad moment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And um, people had to go in and teaches classes, you know. Um, I don't know that I have a lot to offer from that, except, you know, the same thing that I've been saying is, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your students, Mm -hmm. um, do what you can, don't do more than you can. You know, if students feel like they want to create a memorial or something like that and they ask you for your help, you may, you know, that may be something that you feel like you can do or it it may not be. It may be a good idea to recommend that they work with somebody else. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know that the specific circumstances are as important as just the sort of general response right. to um, a, right. a difficult time. Mm-hmm. And to remember that we're not alone, either in terms of support from our department or from, Always. Uh, from uh, across the university and what else. So what other things do we need to talk about as far as this topic goes? You know, I I think we've covered it. I you know I don't know that we have to um, say a lot more except right. just um, take care of yourselves, take care of your students, do what you can. Don't feel like you have to do more than you can. Right. I just think that's the message we want to leave people with. And of course, in terms of 
of um, maybe dealing with strategies in terms of pedagogy or, or in terms of, you know, if you have to take over somebody else's class and you're not entirely sure what they're doing. Yeah, that's uh, probably a different show. <laughs> that's a different show. But that's also something that we could actually help with. You know, you could come over to see. Yes, absolutely. Or, yeah. you know, getting, you know, getting into their learning management system and all, all that. Anytime, anytime it's a teaching related issue, yeah. you know, that yeah. we're here for that. Yeah. So, so, you know, we're not counselors either, but we do, uh, you know, we get ReggieNet, you know, we can help you. Um, Communicate with your students. We can help you communicate with your students. We can help you if you have to sort of take over a class mid-semester. Right. Um, We have resources and and thoughts about that. So. Well, great. Well, Claire, thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. And that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Let's Talk Teaching. You can find out more about this episode, including links to some resources at our website at ctlt.illinoisstate.edu. Click on the podcast link in the upper right of the main For Claire LaMonica and everyone else here at CTLT, until we talk again, happy teaching.